In this episode, we are speaking with Sats Saranwala, Chief Impact Officer at Berlin-based agri-food tech startup Infarm. Prior to joining Infarm, Sats worked at WWF in Geneva, looking after marketing and communications. Today, we will learn about the Chief Impact Officer role, what this role entails, how Sats day-to-day look like, and why every startup needs a Chief Impact Officer. We will also find out how SUTS is shaping corporate sustainability and governance to drive social impact goals across Infarm's global operations. Welcome to Reset Mindset Podcast, showing you how companies are combining sustainability and profit today. We believe everyone has a responsibility to innovate for a better future. So if you are looking for inspiring stories to reinvent a sustainable future, you are in the right place. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to a new episode of Reset Mindset Podcast. My name is Nora Stoltz. I'm your host today, and I'm excited to be here with Sats Saranwala. Hi, Sats. How are you doing? Very good. Thank you for having me, Nora. Wonderful to have you with us, um, dialing in from Geneva. Sats, first of all, congratulations on your shiny new role as Chief Impact Officer at one of Germany's most loved startup, Infarm. Please tell us a bit more about your background, how you got where you are today, and what are some of the most exciting things you're working on? All right. Well, it's been a very interesting journey getting here to Infarm. And Infarm, for me, brings together significant portions of my life. My technology background as a tech entrepreneur, my work in sustainability and environment at the WWF, and some of my work in in the media industries. So it all comes together. And and the way that I've experienced these different areas together was that I was a tech entrepreneur in the Asian region at the the dawn of the digital music industry. Like you correctly pointed out, I spent 10 years with the WWF in Switzerland. uh, and, And I spent 10 years in the corporate sector, mostly in the media and the television and satellite industries. So These are the ways, you know, the last three decades for me have been very instructive. And Infarm is on the cusp of redefining a new food system for people and the planet. And and I hope that we can talk more about that as we go ahead. That sounds so fascinating. And when you think about sustainability, what is your definition of sustainability? My definition of sustainability has also evolved over the past years as I've been introduced to it. So it's not just about how much and how well one uses the resources of the planet and how one benefits society. It's also the purpose with which you are actually creating your business. How are you bringing that business to impact society and the environment at a broader level And then how you're using resources to deliver that purpose is really where sustainability comes full circle, rather than it be something just in the operations or the execution. The title already says a chief impact officer, chief sustainability officer. We are seeing the topic of sustainability being elevated into senior leadership, into the boardroom, onto a strategy level fundamentally changing, transforming how businesses are built, as well as how businesses are transforming or adapting to the changing environment. 
Absolutely. Now that you're looking at the next generation of organizations, you're quite clearly seeing the emergence of the triple bottom line, you know, which goes back to the thesis of John Elkington. The triple bottom line is now a real thing. It isn't just a theoretical concept. Boards are looking at the financial, the environmental, and the social bottom lines. And this is really where the chief impact officer's role comes in to report, to measure and report on the non-financial bottom lines. Sats, you're building this function from scratch, which sounds pretty exciting. And also you have enough entrepreneurial spirit in you. I imagine that you really enjoy those kind of things. Can you tell us a little bit more about the process of setting up a sustainability function that drives positive impact really from scratch? Where do you start? What are your KPIs? How do you define success? So this has been quite an interesting journey because, you know, if you look at impact, in the way that it's being defined, and it's slightly different in different companies, but the way that we sort of defined it is really looking at it as sustainability plus plus. So you've got the core of sustainability, which is built in, but it's connected to purpose. And the purpose needs to be clear that if we are redefining food systems for the planet and for the people, then how you execute it is reflected in your sustainability strategy. So that's already in the core of your existence. The second part of it is, what are the kinds of partnerships that you need to create to take this further in terms of creating real impact within industry circles, within peripheral industries, within societies? And therefore, the partnerships component is also part of the impact role. And then finally, the communications role. How do you address different audiences? Is it the investment audiences? Is it the business audiences? Is it consumer audiences in terms of how you want to impact their behaviors in terms of that sustainability and purpose core? So do you want people to invest in a particular way? Do you want businesses to conduct business in a particular way? Do you want consumers to demand a certain chain of custody for products that they're going to buy? All of this collectively is under the chapeau, if you will, of impact. You were saying there are three levels. There's a strategy level driven by purpose. Then there's a level that looks more externally with partnerships. And then also there's a third level, which is communication and marketing, which I'm assuming is internal as well as external, how to align people, divisions internally as well as externally. Is that correct? Absolutely. Couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> and so what are the, like, where do you start from scratch? Like, what, what was the first thing you did? Well, I, you know, the first thing that you, you always start at the purpose. So, and I, anybody going into this area now, next generation of sustainability, ask the question, what's the purpose of the business? What are you trying to do that benefits people and society and the planet? If you're clear on the purpose, then you need to understand how does the business actually address the purpose. So if we are looking at redefining food systems because of the way things are distributed or because of the environmental resources it takes, then you move on to understanding, okay, so we are trying to be local. So we are trying to eliminate food chains. We are, try we are working to grow food in a vertical farming concept so we are actually saving land and saving water. So suddenly you start seeing that, okay, 
the core of the business is feeding into the very purpose of why we were invented or why we were created. And then from there, you figure out, okay, so what are the partnerships that you need to build to elevate this into the right tables, to elevate this into the right discussions? How do you communicate it? How do you engage? Because it's not one-way communication, it's engagement. How do you bring people into this discourse of understanding how much your food travels for miles as compared to when you could get that food when it's grown 20 miles away instead of 2,500 miles away? Where do you see the future of these roles, Chief Impact Officer, Chief Sustainability Officer? Is this something we will see across industries? Well, one, I certainly hope so. And two, yes, for the simple reason that when you look at the new generation of consumers, right, you've got a significant understanding of the planetary and societal impacts that we're talking about and that they're experiencing and that they want in a job and that they want in a brand and that they want in a company. So all of this that we're talking about in terms of impact and sustainability is really the new normal. It's no longer it will become the new normal. It is the new normal. And, and as I work and recruit younger people into the organization, it's astonishing how deeply this is built into their psyche. It isn't about just coming for a job with a certain compensation attached. They want to know what is the role of that job in, in terms of society and the planet. And are they going to contribute positively to it? Because if it's not going to contribute positively to it, they would really have second thoughts about it. So it's been fantastic to see people straight away get our purpose. And in fact, most people come to us because they can see the purpose up front. So this is really the new normal and organizations need to work hard to redefine their purpose or define it if they don't have one in the first place. It's no longer enough just to be in business. You mm -hmm. need to be in business with a specific purpose. When you think about the phrase sustainability transformation, perhaps not in the startup entrepreneur tech space, but traditional industries, how can company move from their current business model and their current way of thinking, perhaps their old fashioned governance structure to a modern structure that exactly attracts the talent that is currently knocking at the door at Infarm? So I think that there's a, there's a few interesting ways that they can approach it. One is, of course, to go back to grassroots and understand how do we impact society and how do we impact the planet and then look at a redefinition. But that's easier said than done. So there are some really interesting frameworks that are out there. And the one that I have found as really a brilliant framework is the B Corp way. And the B Corporation framework allows companies to really look at their environmental aspect, their social aspect, their transparency aspect, and their public accountability aspect, and make sure that they are answering the very difficult questions about the way they function, and giving them the recommendations on how they can impact it. So there are great tools out there, and I'm uh, delighted that I'm actually working with Infarm and taking them through the B Corp process currently, uh, because it, it, it can 
always make you better. It can, and, and therefore, for companies that need to redefine it, like you asked, this is a great starting point. It helps you to define all of these things. It also gives you another tool, which is the SDG uh, action manager. And sometimes people don't realize that if you have a purpose, the purpose doesn't begin and end with you. There is a world out there much bigger than you. And therefore, you need to know how are you contributing to the larger goals. And if you can align the output of your company with the impact you're having with the SDG goals and measure it through that, you know that you are a positive contributor to the world and to society at large. Are you reporting into the CEO? Are you reporting into the board? What are your touch points? And I'm also really interested in finding out what are the challenging questions that the board is asking you? So, yes. So the first part is that I am reporting into the CEO and then, of course, through the CEO to the board on the non-financial metrics, the environmental and the social. So the tough questions that come from the, uh, from the board is to ensure that all of the measurements that we're doing around our metrics, whether we are measuring social or environmental or governance metrics, that these are all robust will withstand scrutiny, and more importantly, what are some of the recommendations that we have internally in the company to improve them? And this goes all the way from one end, which is you know suppliers, all the way to the other end, which is consumers. So the entire chain of custody, what are the changes that you need to make in order to make the company future-proof, to make the company more robust, and to make the company true to purpose? You're one of Europe's most important sustainability leaders, I would say. And we are interviewing here leaders in sustainability. How do you define sustainability leadership? Do you have a role model? Well, there's a lot of great examples out there. I'm not going to list the individuals, but there is so much of learning that one takes from you know, the gurus like the, the Elkingtons that I mentioned who created the concept of the, the triple bottom line, Andrew Savitz, who writes about this. But there are also, of course, great companies that have led the way. Companies like a Patagonia who are apparel manufacturers, but at the same time, they do it in a certain way that they benefit both society and the planet. And it's really interesting to see big companies, and that's, that's really, for me, quite important, to see big companies looking to adopt, for example, the B Corp certification because they want to change the way that they're uh, positioning their business and the way that they're operating their business. So I've seen, uh, you know, Danone is an excellent example of a large corporation looking to redefine itself as a B corporation And I take my hats off to them because it is a very difficult task when you are an organization of that size. But it says a lot about a company redefining itself for the next century. And I, and I hope that this is a trend that we're going to see uh, in, in all earnest with the big companies and with the relatively new startups and scale-ups. You mentioned right at the beginning that your path to become Chief Impact Officer almost started two, three decades ago and in a really non-linear way. So at the time when you started your career, Chief Impact Officer was not a thing. This role didn't exist. Now, 
it's on the map. If someone is aspiring to become a chief impact officer or a chief sustainability officer, what would be your recommendations in terms of learning courses, development they can do? Is there now a more linear path to these amazing roles? Well, it depends on how you define linear nowadays. But I would think that, yes, there's a, there are things that people can do and that people, I think people should do regardless of whether you're going to be a chief impact or a chief sustainability officer. And I think that is one, you need to understand the concept of purpose. And therefore, people should read about this because the, the, the previous generation, probably, you know, when you're coming from the... Friedman School of Economics, you know, you're you're there for shareholder value and not just and not stakeholder value. Big difference, and uh, you know, the the economic side of it is well and truly covered. And then suddenly you're talking about a triple bottom line. You need to understand where purpose fits in with the triple bottom line. So that's the first thing I would say. Read up on it. Understand what 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 are the what's the discourse around this. What are the big companies that have done this? What, what, is, uh, you know, what are they saying about it? Um, and, and put that into practice with courses like the B-Lab courses. Like I did a, a fascinating uh, training course, which is the B-Leaders training with, at B-Lab. Uh, and that was really to allow me to understand the process of B-Corp certification, which then equips me to take my company to B Corp certification. But even if I'm not, it actually teaches me so much about what happens within a company. There are several impact investing courses out there. Take them, they're available online, they're available on you know, various online platforms. Uh, so you can train yourself even before you get into a job. And that's, that's going to be necessary as society sort of grows because these, this is, I'm defining this as the new normal. People need to be aware of this as they go into the, you know, into even mid-career right now. You need to retrain if you aren't already in this area. I think it's interesting how interchangeably acronyms like ESG and impact sustainability is used um, in a very loose way. Should they be clearly defined? That's a great question because, you know, there are, there are people who define sustainability more internally. There are people who define it more holistically. So I, I don't think that there's any right or wrong here. But I think that there is one school of thought which is really about measuring the resources that you use and reporting on them as sustainability, as your sustainability metrics that I'm performing my role sustainably. Nothing wrong with that. I think impact takes it to the next level. Because it's not just a question of your uh, output, but what's your larger outcome? And what is the broader impact that you're having on society and the planet? And, and that's much bigger than your company. So how are you feeding into that? And that's where I find the SDG framework to be quite instructive. Because you know that these are the goals for the planet. And if these are the goals for the planet, are you actually helping or contributing, however big or small, towards those goals for the planet. And that's the ultimate impact that you're looking to have. And then looking at infarm, what are you doing internally to treating them properly, not just you working with suppliers and with customers, but looking inside of the organization? 
Absolutely. As they say, you know, it, it all begins at home. So we take a lot of time in terms of ensuring that if you're looking at all of the aspects regarding workers and staff and team internally, your systems, your uh, everything from your energy use to your impact on community, all of that is something that we look at first internally. And how do we make sure that we walk that talk? And you know, there are simple things which send a lot of signaling, uh, which do a lot of signaling even for the staff. For example, it would surprise people to know that you know, we are a vegetarian company in the sense that you're not forced to be a vegetarian. It's just that if you are expensing an external meal, you can't expense meat. And that fundamentally sends a signal that we are conscious about environmental issues and we are effectively plant-based and plant-oriented. You know, so there are things like this which make a big difference and send the right signal, but we work equally hard to ensure that policies uh, and guidelines and codes of conduct are applicable to us inherently before we try and implement them with our, with our partners uh, and with our supply chain. I absolutely love this example, and I would love to see your policies. I'm pretty sure there are some really great sustainability leadership best practice ideas in there. Before we close today, what's the one question, Sats, I didn't ask you today and you'd like to answer? Well, I think that you did ask me, but I, I just would like to underline it. And, and I think that I'd put it in a larger context, okay, that... Everybody is, is uh, you know, as, as the world evolves, we're all living longer, we are all working longer, etc. So there is a moment that you need to stop and consider that you have to train and retrain because, you're, you know, maybe you're not retiring at 60 or even 70 or even 75. Uh, you know, I always look at my dad as a role model. He's 91 and still working. Okay, and that's he's brilliant. Uh, but the fact of the matter is that you need to retrain for the future. And this whole aspect of sustainability and impact is no longer a, you know, maybe I will, maybe I won't. It is an important part of everybody's job. It's like somebody saying, I don't know how to use the internet. You can't do that, okay? you need to know, and you need to know more than the word. You need to know what it entails. Whether you are in finance, whether you're in HR, whether you're in technology, supply chain, doesn't matter. It touches you, and you, it's your job to understand what is this at a broad level, and how does it touch my function, and what can I do to make that better? So it, you need to learn how to embed that into your life. Sats, thank you so much for the most inspiring conversation. I am so thrilled that I had you on the show. I hope the listeners really enjoy listening to you as well, hearing your stories. Um, no doubt they're going to look you up and the applications are going to fly into Infarm and they're already fighting off people. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. It's been a pleasure.